Good evening. Welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here with Mr. Daniel. Hello. And we are sitting on the porch today, enjoying the beautiful summer evening air and sipping some tea. And champagne. And a bit of champagne, because why not? So today we're going to discuss the vampire community, also known as... The VC. The VC. That's an interesting topic, because for many of you who are listeners may well know we have been involved in the VC for some time. But for those of you, perhaps, who are listening and like, what is that, vampire community? There is actually a real group of people who associate with a lifestyle style of living, lifestyle style of living, of vampire nature. Right. And what does that actually mean? Sorry, I don't know. It's actually, you know what? I tried to explain that and I was fumbling on my words because how do you explain it? Give a go, Daniel, because I failed on that. It's up right. to you now. I, I, I think it's... it's... So... Because these aren't like hi- history book vampires. I, th- okay? I, think, I think there is, is, is more than one uh, group yes. of the of the Many ABC. groups. Um, there, are, there are people who believe that they are actually real, real vampires, vampires. Right? And that they... And they're all blood drinkers as absolutely, well, right? That they, and, and they have a, and there are people a, a that, name. That's right. Sang, they, sanguinarians? Sanguinarians, yeah. specifically, is the name. And, 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 you know, and the reality is that there are... There is a real medical condition where you know you are heme deficient, or is that? you know, and you actually have to drink blood or not blood, but you is need it called, heme. Is it called to... like vampire disease? Because that would be funny. <laughs> it would be. It would what, be. Well, I wonder what it's called. I'll have to after this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. But in all of that, obviously, we know there are many different lifestyles in the world. Like another, you know, as we, as you guys know, we do events and we used to do a lot of events in the BDSM fetish and goth communities. And I think a lot of times the goth community overlaps with the vampire community. Would you agree? Yeah, especially I think so. same I concerts. Think so. I think, and I, think music I think there there is. I mean, just just from from literature and from art, I think that that gothic sense is certainly there. I mean, the the original the vampire Polidaria is exactly. The, the Byronic vampire. Bella Lugosi's you know. dead. So I think I think that, that all is, 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 is part of the aesthetic. Yeah, it's an aesthetic. Um, and yes. you know there and then are, the there movies, are... I mean Anne Rice, of course, comes right. in, writes That's these right. books, you know, the vampire Lestat, right? And then and then we get the movie renditions of like Brad Pitt yeah. beautifully done into right. the vampire. And, the, and, the, and that's that that aesthetic of the vampire is one that I think appeals to to the goth community, but but also to to people that are interested in, in those sort of period uh, you period know looks look, because the like vampire obviously is you know is is ancient and right. is, has been it was around in the 17th century to dress you know in the in the court of you know right. Louis or whatever. So I think you and I can agree that, and we're going to talk about the present vampire communities it is today actually, but to briefly look at the past here, the vampire community, the VC, really formed in the 90s, the 1990s. Now, you and I were not here no. at that point. We I were mean, not president. We were, we were, here. We were here. Well, <laughs> we were living. I was a small child, and you were probably in university or something. But we were not present in a vampire community. And a lot of that developed specifically in New York. And there was Burks and this fashion. It was a hub of interest at that time. And then it kind of dwindled for a bit. It mm-hmm. kind of... it didn't. Re- vampires never go away. It just comes in waves. Sometimes it's popular. Sometimes it's not. And for right. you and I, it was never that we were like, yeah, we want to be a part of this community or even really knew. About yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it's we, fair to say that when we, when we, we, we ran got into events, the yeah. vampire we world, were running Halloween events. We were running Halloween parties. Yes, yeah, so we ran other, we had steampunk parties with like Voltaire right. and different and we, and we were a fan of vampire films. 
Oh, we we'd watch them. we'd watch them, and, and the one in particular is a, a film called Blood and Roses, and in it there is a, a, a vampire ball, and we thought oh, it would be great fun. to have a vampire ball, so we did. So we did, and uh, in fact, our first ever vampire ball was, was named Blood, Blood and, Roses. and Roses after that movie because we loved Hammer Horror, and I specifically loved the '60s and '70s aesthetic. Right, right. So we went through this phase we probably of watched binge all of them watching. Now, yes. Yeah, we binge watch every night these different vampire movies from the '70s, and there are a lot of them. If there you're wondering. Are, and I would highly, number. highly suggest them. But at this point, we have no idea we're about to meet real, in quotations, real vampires, or that there is a vampire community right. involved right at this point. We're just running our events and we're having fun. And so then I believe we ran a Lupercalia event. Is that right. correct? We had which a Lupercalia is a event, Roman, which is basically a Roman festival right around Valentine's Very Day. pagan. We ran a basically a pagan-themed event. Right. Uh, again, before even witches and Wiccan became popular like it is today. This is yeah. quite quite a while ago. Actually, what year was this? In? That would have been Two, like 2013, was it? 13, something like yeah, that. 2013. Yeah, 2013. And wasn't it, it was like March, you were saying, because we looked up... Well, it was February. I mean, February, it was, okay. The, the, event, right. the event was in February, because, again, of it's, course, a Valen- real it's a Valentine's Day yeah. thing. And we, at the time, we had been doing a lot of different kinds of events, and we and we, we have a thing where we used, we like to do very authentic events, which is to say we do lots of research and right. And we even had food. We had we had, had we had a whole feast and and we, we did, even did research of what food what they food ate. We had tilapia. Apparently, the ancient Romans loved to eat the fish Apparently. with tilapia. We had stuffed grapevines with great leaves. Grape leaves yeah. yeah, that yeah, was yeah. really fun. So honestly, yeah, it was, it was really. Really great event, but we met anyway, our friends. Anyway, so people came up to us that, that we had known from the, yeah, the fetish world. From this yeah. Ra- Rosa and Kadrick, great people. And at this point, we'd already been running our vampire bull for a couple of couple years, years prior yeah. to this, so I don't know if they'd been to it at that point. I, they I assume they were. I, I, I assume, assume they, they must have. That's right? how they knew about We'd it. Because they, they had said that they, they know this guy who you know who does vampire events. Right, and, this guy does these vampire tours events. Tours around and and, and that's his living. It's like making these vampire right. events. Not like we just did it for our Halloween stuff. He does it like all year round, kind of thing. And there's this whole vampire community, and I was like, well, that's very interesting. You know, that's kind of cool. And so this chap comes to Denver, and then he ended up inviting us to work in New Orleans, because he did vampire bulls in New Orleans. And New Orleans is like, of course, if you've seen the vampire, the, the originals, of course, is a great like vampire right. dance. And, and he had a whole world. He had a whole world. In fact, in fact, he was an author and he wrote books. Right, and did all this stuff. But the, the thing was, doggy. there was this whole world. And then he talks to me and is like, "Well, there are these other people in this world, and you can't have contact with other people." And of course, I'm like, "There's other people," you know, which is exciting to me because right, a whole it's a whole new community, dramatic landscape, if a you dramatic will. landscape to explore of exciting potential. And so then through this, I meet all these other people, and they're off doing their own vampire events as well. We met Lord Chaz. He is very famous for doing vampire tours tours. in New Orleans. And he was such, wasn't he just such a nice guy? such a gentleman. He took about, we had the first year. For a villain, he's so gentleman. Yeah, he really is. He's a nice guy. So the first year we went down, he took care of our friends, got them free tickets into his event. Of course, we were not allowed to go to that event because there's this political drama and landscape going on in the background of this whole thing. And at the time, it was just fascinating to me because I was so new to it. I didn't really know anyone. But we made friends fast. Yeah, absolutely. We did. There were so many amazing people in the vampire community and eclectic, unique, interesting personalities. And well-dressed. Oh, so well-dressed. <laughs> the costumes, that's a praise. And why I really love vampire yeah. events is you guys know how to dress up. The ball gowns, the masks, the leather, the lace, everything. Yeah, for All sure. factors into it. And people really care about it. 
And I thought, well, this is well, it fit, amazing. It, yeah, I mean, it definitely fit our aesthetic very well. I think. Oh yeah, because you know, we were we, we've been looking. doing you know sort of high end mm-hmm. fetish events, and 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 we always used to joke that we that we had to create these events so that we could go to them. Because we didn't have anything to go to, especially in Colorado. There was no yeah. vampire scene at this time. Nothing existed, so we decided, okay, if it doesn't exist, we will just create one. Right, and, and Halloween then, seems like the natural time. Halloween's a natural time to do it. But it's also good because then through that we met the rest of the vampire community. Right, as and, well. and I think it's also fair to say that the the other strange character in this is the the town of New Orleans, right? That we yes. actually you know very much fell in love with the town and 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 you yes. know, the people in it, but 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 very the, much the, the city the, itself. The, the city itself is very much alive. I always find it's like hard to explain to people, but I'm going to do my best to do it in the most eloquent, elegant way possible. Is that the city of New Orleans, and it's a very female energy. We call her she. We say she is this powerful city. She draws you in, and she will draw you back in time and time again. So when you leave, you're not really out of her grasp. Energetically, yeah. she claws and brings you back in. It's and very it's so, She sucks, she sucks you in, but it's very <laughs> romantic too it because is, the is. city itself seduces you. That's and right. yes, the city can be terrifying and dark, and you can walk down one alleyway and you're scared for your life, and you can walk down another and it's this eclectic music and interesting scenes, and everything about the city is vibrant and alive. And that, I think, is what is so beautiful about the city that keeps us coming back time and time again. Right. And, and is why they have such a vibrant vampire community in New Orleans in the first place. Right, so we ended up, we decided to run our own vampire ball in the city. And we called it the New Orleans Vampiric Masquerade. We did something crazy that no one had ever done before. We decided to throw <laughs> it at the zoo. We rented out the whole zoo. So if only, if only the story was actually that, that you know, that prescient. I mean, the, the reality is that we decided that we were going to host an event and we'd, we'd picked a small mansion. Uh, it was a lovely mansion, and, though, wasn't it? And, and, and it's the event sold, sold out, out in a week. In a week. It was all sold out. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, well. I We've got to get something Not only that, like, we, had to, we had to stop early and there were some other difficult things about it. And, and we ended up... Uh, yeah, we ended up running out the zoo. And we literally sold thousands of tickets for this event on our first year yeah. of ever running it, which was amazing because I think I didn't really believe in myself. I don't really remember this. In the beginning, yeah, I was yeah, very yeah. depressive about it. So I put up the event and I was like, oh, no one's going to come. Yeah, we'll have 60 oh, people. We'll that's be 60. You, that was my number. I was like, let's be realistic. <laughs> 60 people. Suddenly was not expecting the thousands of people who came. And I am very appreciative for everyone who came to that event and truly made it. Well, and, and, it was, and it was quite quite a, a broad sort of swath of this vampire community that we're talking about. We had we had people from, from all over the world, from all over the country coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we're very supportive. And let's, it, was, it let's, was really a beautiful Let's talk thing. some vampire community drama because I've got some great one here. <laughs> Before, obviously, we did the big New Orleans event, we did our event in Denver, which we still do every year. Now it's no longer in Halloween, it's in February. And so this one year, my my big thing was that, of course, there's all this politics in these different groups in the vampire community, but my thing was everyone is welcome under my roof as long as they behave themselves. Right. And to be fair... We even allow the them to come part, and, and promote themselves. We right. give them banners. Their banners, they, they can represent their, their house or their yeah. coven or their court. And to be fair, every one of yours has been very respectful and behaved themselves at the events. Absolutely. Right? But one year, we had this guy, and he was like this menace to the vampire community for all of these people. 
right? And, you know, he had bothered people down in Austin in their vampire community, and he'd gone to Chicago and bothered people there in all these different places. So he comes out, and we're hosting so we have three different events during the Vampire Weekend. The first one is the Vampire Salon, which is a smaller, more intimate gathering. The term salon is actually a French word. If you ran that event, you'd be That's a right. salonnier. Yeah, and you would run and have intellectual discussions in smaller groups. And then the second event that we run is actually at a real replica of a castle in Colorado. And it has a big banquet hall and a huge chandelier yeah. and a big fireplace. And it's, everyone dresses up and it's just beautiful. And that's the second event. And of course, the third event is the main night, which takes place at the church nightclub. Old abandoned church turned into a gorgeous nightclub with huge gothic stained glass windows. And there's just nothing like it in the world. It's a great nightclub. So those are free events for weekend. But this chap, he shows up the first day at the salon, right? Which actually right. was at a friend of ours, private residence. And he was being very stalker-like, like to the point where we called the police. Right, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't and... leave and all this stuff. And the police said, well, you know, if he, he, he was just hanging outside by this car. They were like, well, if he doesn't, if he comes on the property, then just call us because that's trespassing and we can remove him. Fair enough. But if he doesn't, there's really nothing we can do about it. Previous to this, as a background, he had threatened to, in a letter, I believe, to someone working at the church nightclub, no, it was to about yeah, he, he was going to bring gonna a gun. Himself at our party. Yeah, he was going to bring a gun, shoot other people, and shoot himself in that order. Clearly not stable. Someone who was not very stable, realistic, and a potential real threat and problem. So when he showed up at the salon, I was very afraid. I was like hiding in his room. Bit to like smuggle me out. Do you remember around the corner I, to get yeah, to the bar? Yeah, I, I was. I didn't even go to the salon. Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> I hung out with him outside. Yeah, right. You were just Waited dealing with it. Rang for police and yeah. doing that. And we and you know, to be fair, you sent him a very clear message saying, "Hey, this is a professional event. Please do not come to the castle banquet. And if you do, the police will be called the next night, again." Yeah. He actually got sent to jail, didn't he? That night, he spent the night in he jail. Did. He got for out. Yeah. He got out, and then what does he do? He comes to the castle. Right. The guy actually shows up while oh, all the, the people in the, the church. What you're saying? No, the castle. Oh, I thought you this said. Is, okay. so we, we just did oh, salon. Okay. We're now on castle. Okay. So this guy shows up. He didn't spend the night in the jail on Friday. He spent the night in jail on Saturday. On Saturday, right? You're correct. So then on Saturday night, you know, we're throwing our castle banquet. And everyone's there wearing their lovely gowns. And everything's perfect, and I can hear this commotion outside. That's there right. is screaming. There is shouting. It is terrifying. Like it was really scary. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there with my group of friends around the table. What was like, great about that is that is that you know we had several people go and and confront him to to settle down from from these different yeah they put aside aside they put aside their petty differences for one night and they came together as a unit to protect us and take care of the situation and the guests and i cannot tell you to this day how much i I appreciated that i was proud of them all too i was like i get this is hard and people have relationship issues and differences but on that night they put that aside for the betterment and protection of all of us and I've never seen that again in the vampire community. But that night, I truly saw all of us come together. I, I think very much to your credit, fight. you've always taken a very unifying sort of, you know, open umbrella approach to this, um, as opposed to the, the the more parochial events that that you know had pri- previously existed and, and uh, perhaps still do. Well, so I think I, there I is think a degree a of there is a degree, undeniably, of segregation within an isolation often within so the it's an interesting thing community. and you bring up that 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 guy in particular but i mean the the community as a whole is actually incredibly inclusive i mean it, it is it is a it is a community of 
of outcasts, uh, of people that don't really necessarily belong anywhere else. They don't really else. fit, right? And and so you know, for that, it, it's actually it, it actually functions remarkably well. And I know that it, it has its moments, um, and and there there is a lot of you know ups and downs, ups and downs. But the fact that it exists at all, and the fact that you have these people with common interests, and you know they can get together, right, and they cut together is amazing. It's it, actually pretty amazing. itself. Yeah. You know, and I like the role of being a party creator, you know, and, and running events because it's the nicer side of it where it's the social gathering That's and all the right. positive That's memories right. that and go I mean, with it. And this is, but, this is what we do, right? We, we, we create these environments and, and, and the people have to come and they, and they do and, they, and, they, and it gives them a place to do their thing. Right. But to go back to that point where I said about segregation and isolation, I think it's important to remember that the vampire as a creature historically in these books is this very kind of lone wolf. And in fact, in the vampire community, they actually have a title and a word for those people. They're called ronin. It's like the lone right. warrior. Well, so, the so, lone so it's wolf. interesting you say that because I think, while that is certainly true, there are the the lone vampires. I think I think and in most of the, the literature, title, in a lot of the literature, there is there is this community aspect, and and maybe it's because they you know they they turned somebody into a vampire, and that's how they created their community. Fair enough, but. You know, there are these, you know, right, vampire so that, organizations, and some of them are much more complex in the literature than others. Well, yeah, that's about people turning people into Houses vampires. And, yes. and obviously, no one can truly turn anyone into a vampire once they've that. And if you're hearing birds in the background, we're on the patio, and there is this very noisy bird, and he's just going on and on in the background. He's got things to say. He's got things to say about the vampires. However, maybe he's a vampire familiar. But the point is, obviously, you cannot turn someone to vampire. That is, and if someone tells you they can, please just assume they're either looking to take advantage of you or something terrible and do not listen. You cannot <laughs> be turned into a well. real vampire. However, what we call it is when someone adopts someone into the community or takes care of them or introduces them to it, they become known as your sire. Sure. Right? And that is the term. So you've got your ronin, which is the lone creature. And then you've got the sire, which is the person who kind of, as they say, turns you, right? Without the sure. implications for sure. movies it's, it's, attached it's to It's a fun enough title. Right. So it's like, it's like kind of the godfather title right, right isn't it given to that and we know a lot of people who have size that they really adore and have had for a long time in the community from, from the 90s Absolutely. in New York and those people especially those 90s creatures they within themselves are known as elders they're called the elders of the community because they've been around for so long and they've learned so much about the community. hundreds of years old not really, but in reality, the thing is they have the wisdom attached with years, is the concept behind it. So elder is not something, a title that someone gives themselves. It is a title that is granted to you by the other people around that, that's you. That's it, people do give it to themselves. I've definitely seen, no you're, no, you're right. No, it's important to be honest. I've seen people give that title to themselves as well and claim they're an elder when sure. evidently they are not. But the, and this is very much a goth title, but for the younger ones, they call them baby bats, you know. It's like the, the <laughs> That's definitely one. a golf term. Or fledgling is the other term. Right. Right, if you're kind of learning about it and making your way in the community. And I do think it's important now to have a system of people taking care of the people who are just learning about it because vampires by nature are very predatory. That is the nature sure. of a vampire, sure. right? And so to protect people from that, that's why that elder system do you, is you know what? You know what? My favorite vampire that we've ever met? What? We were in uh, New Orleans at the Hotel Delphine. At, oh, got a helicopter going yeah, over. So, yeah, we got a helicopter going over. Because we're right by the... Uh, I don't know right what that by is. now. That's a chopper. Yeah. There it goes. You see it? Yeah. It's from the army base. Uh, 
There you go, you got some live sound effects there That's right. as it exactly. disappears into the background. Start playing some Flight of the Valkyries. What were you saying before? Oh, I was saying about the my favorite vampires. So yes, we're at the, the, the Hotel Dauphine in, in New Orleans, and, and we met this guy at the bar. Oh, and so what, what is Hotel Dauphine first for our listeners? Oh, what is so it? it's, a, it's an old hotel. Um, Where is it located? And it's located uh, on, on Dauphine Street, but it's, it's well, actually what used to be... Um, Storyville. Storyville. And so it used to be a brothel. And so anyway, so we're talking to this guy, and 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 sure enough, you know, he, he so he just let me set the stage for you. You know, he's basically just you know sort of middle aged white guy, uh, polo shirt, t- and yeah, he shorts. did not. He looked look like, like a tourist, a right? He looked like he a tourist. Yeah. And it turns out that he's actually from Destin, Florida. And if you've ever been to Destin, okay. Florida, and I FY had never, as, and I'm going to say this for all the British people listening, I and actually everyone else in the world, I'd never been to Destin, Florida before. <laughs> like literally right before this, now. we'd yeah, it's like a seaside it's just town, a little seaside like cheesy resort, but town it's in... popular for college kids in America to go right sure, yeah, during spring break. Spring break, yeah, it's it's that sort of place, you know. They've but got it's a, a really weird the last and... the last place you'd imagine in the world you of vampire, a vampire to be there. To live there. And, but in Sunshine. fact, he goes goes on and he tells us this whole story about how he had a, a custom coffin commissioned with uh, bling with bling no it like had it like, like diamonds, diamonds on it yeah. I think. and then apparently the guy who built the coffin because everyone in Destin, Florida always thought this guy was a little weird they looked at him and said well you're not going to sleep in this are you because you'll suffocate you'll suffocate there's no holes in it yeah. and, and, he, this, and, he, and he like you know gives us like a nod like you know he's like yeah I, I keep it propped open yeah, and of course, we're kind of new in the New Orleans situation at this point. We've now been going, f- you know, for a long time. But before this, yeah. we were still very... Well, you weren't, but I was very new to New Orleans. You'd been, I'd been pre but not, but not in a vampire context. So. Right, right. So this guy's going on and on in this, in this old brothel, right. which has turned into now a beautiful bar, well, well, what's, actually. What's beautiful about it is that he's not a goth guy at all. No, that's what made him so terrifying, yeah. okay? This guy was actually terrifying yeah. because he was dressed... Super touristy and yeah. casual, but he was deadly, and you could tell he meant everything he was talking about. Yeah. He was very serious about all of, all of the things. And <laughs> the beautiful part of the story is that he like excuses himself to go to the restroom or something. Oh, well, you're missing we, one part we, before this. So we obviously you guys know that I did Egyptology and ah, stuff, that's right? right? That's right. Yeah. So he's going on about. Uh, Oh, there's the, this shop. There's a shop we have to visit. Yeah. Not, it wasn't like a voodoo shop. Something no, else. No, it was something, and it was down Royal Street. Or down something Royal like Street. That. said you must go. Because you and know, they have a statue. He said, of, of Set, a Set, who's AKA the, Satan, the devil. He says the devil, and this was actually like, okay, for those of you who don't know, you know, Set is the Egyptian god of chaos, and the closest. I don't really equate him to the devil, but it's the no. closest equivalent. Of, is like Osiris and Set. So he's going on about this, and and then he's like, I really want you guys to hang out with me and all this stuff. And we had such. He gets up and he goes to the bathroom, and we had and we, such like, a bad we feeling. We like we had to leave. So we cash out for the bar. Yeah, even out in the even, even the guy behind the bar is like, you guys should leave. This guy's so, weird. So we run out in the alleyway. We're running. We run down the alleyway, and at the end of the and alleyway it's is this, with is a this wrought gate. iron a wrought iron gate straight out of a vampire movie. And we turn around, and he's standing there, and he's like, he says, "You aren't You're not leaving." leaving. Are you? He said, "You aren't leaving yet, are you?" Look at me. We're like, "Oh my god!" So finally, we talked to him for a while. And we we managed because we we get out of the building and we actually went to this little diner right around the corner from there and it's one of those that's open up very late all the strippers go after their shift on Bourbon Street and they all eat there so I'm eating like eggs and jambalaya or something you know 
and I'm sitting there, and the, the waitress comes up, and we're both actually Daniel. I'm kind of panicked at this point because this guy had been so really weird. weird. Right? He was really unnerving. Yeah. He didn't look like the traditional vampires that we knew from a community. He just came across. I don't think he's in the vampire community. I think that's an important thing. There are guy. vampires that are not in the VC. Yeah, he was more your yeah. That's for Ronan. So he was more like your serial killer variety. <laughs> and so you know, as we're sitting there, the waitress comes up. She's she's pouring coffee into Daniel's mouth. She's like, "Are you guys okay? You kind of look a bit pale and shaken up." And we're like, "Well, we just met this guy." Who claimed he was like a real vampire and she la- she had, she had a laugh like, and she yes. said everybody's a vampire in this town but she was very serious about it and yep. that was my first real introduction pretty funny so at that pretty point funny. I was what was known as a black swan which is our next VC term the black swan is someone who does not have a sire who does not own or has not been fanged, does not own vampire fangs, and is kind of new to it, still wants to participate in the vampire community and be around it and maybe dress up and wear the clothes, but they themselves directly do not associate with being a vampire. So at this point, you know, I'm still doing the chateau, and I was kind of a kitten, right? That was That's, that you, was you our still thing. are a kitten. Yeah, I still am a kitten, or as they say, a vampire. <laughs> and we'll get into that term later in the show, but... You know, so you've got your black swans and stuff. So you and I were both fat at that point. And so we go in and we start doing these events or whatever. And it's this fantastic world with so much, like, hypnotic mesmerism attached to it, if that makes sense. And, of course, our good friend Lord Chaz was so nice to us. He would show us around the city. He actually took us on some of our tours. He'd go through the cemeteries and he would talk about the different stories. And through this crowd, we met other people in the VC as well who were doing their own separate events in New Orleans entirely, right? Right, that's right. Yeah. So, so where, where did the... Uh, can I change the subject back to you the Black tur- Swan? You can totally go back to the Black Swan, sure. Right, so it's, it's an interesting concept, you know, the, this idea that that's like... Because, I mean, I guess what would you say is the difference between a, a Black Swan and a familiar? Haha, <laughs> now this is, so, this is funny because to me, um, this is where we get away from, you know, the, we've got the old school, or like in BDSM, it's old guard, right? We've got the old school vampires in the elder system, and then we have this new thing coming in where we're coming in making these new fresh events, and it's all this new literature and all these new terminologies like vampire that didn't previously exist are being added into that world and creating new flourishing it's stuff. A thing. I think familiar wasn't actually strongly a term. Back then, it was a witch term, right? It's I a mean, witch term. Familiar yeah. is like a cat thing. But thanks to what we did in the shadows, the movie with Taika Waititi is the director for it, and then of course later the TV show rendition on FX. Familiar is now a term for like the minion, yeah. the person who is like helping the vampire. And do I believe that should be a term adopted into our vampire community? Yes, I think it's solid, it's particularly awesome. particularly with I the idea. I know people are familiar, and, and, and you know. Like I, if, if, As- if Asgard, because of course we know we know the people who run the Mexico City Vampire Court, and there is chat called Asgard. He is like the king of the familiars. Okay, <laughs> but he's actually a vampire though. Yeah, but he's Guillermo. He's basically the character. Yeah, but, but he is in actually. Life. So I think I think the thing about the familiar that I like the concept that and, and, and how it fits into our world is well not is this idea that they are. That they are there with sort of like in, in, in they're being enticed into the vampire world. Ah, they like it. You know, it. they want right. you know, exactly. So they it's not just it's not just the it. assistant minion thing. It's the idea that you are a human that is fascinated by this world, and it's like, well, if you serve me well, perhaps I will allow you. Perhaps in. I'll let you in. I think that's cool to be something, and that is a cool thing. And maybe that's like a teacher role, that's right? right? Where no, we're I taking mean, people and, and, and I think there is something about that in in the community where you know you do there is this sense of bringing people in and 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 you know oh yeah introducing they will, them to they the will world. Get 
get sucked in and the whole yeah. concept of like we've got the fang smiths or as i call oh, yeah, myself so let's talk about that a bit i'm a fang smithtress y- yes like mistress but with the thing in yes, front yes, I, like I like that it. and like it. uh it's fun to be able to you know to make the the dental gray kind of acrylic fangs and they can clip kind of over your natural right, teeth and right. stuff and what we did is we end up taking a mold of, of and, and, and obviously there's a whole it. spectrum of this right there are the fangs that you can go out to the you know the drugstore and buy at halloween and oh scarecrow and like the scarecrow, scarecrow, scarecrow thing, ones. Sure. and then on the other end there's you know the there are people that believe that it's a a ritual and But it's actually quite a collective. There's a whole world of fangsmiths, both uh, male and female. And I'm actually happy to see how many more female uh, fangsmiths there are as well. Absolutely. Which is amazing. So it's kind of cool to see that part of it grow as well. And it, it allows it to be more accessible to the public. And in fact, to be fair, there have been, you've got the scarecrow stuff, but there have been some newer fangs, especially made in Japan, that you can buy in these sets. Mm-hmm. And they are like really realistic yeah. and really good in my opinion as someone who's a fang so these are great grade quality fangs so we've got people like nash who is a very talented fang smith mm-hmm. and she knows what she's doing like her stuff is amazing and she actually has been helping teach me a lot of the stuff that i didn't know because it's a complex art and obviously uh ricardo ricky from mexico city is one who truly taught me how to do it and the different materials involved and it's a whole it's like basically like taking a dentist course you know this, right. is, this is picking up on our our Doc Holiday theme from yesterday. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God, you know what I realized? This topic has just been so amazing and so easy to talk about. We are literally about to hit our time in one minute. Oh, well, do we have more to talk about? Or yeah, do I do. Kind of so I, I was thinking what we could do is we could do a part two. Oh, okay. You know, well, let, actually, let's see how our, our fans and friends respond to this. And if they want to hear more about the vampire community and all the yeah, secrets and I feel, politics. I feel like, I feel like we didn't really uh, get into the, the No, because we proper. weren't even quite close to it. And it because it's such an in-depth exciting topic so you guys let us know do you want there to be a part two would you like to hear more about the darker sides of the vc let us know and if the answer is yes we will definitely make an installment part two for you guys so without further ado for tonight sleep tight (laughs) 